Good evening, or whatever time it is that you're listening to this. This is the Untitled Film Project Podcast, Halloween edition. Even that, <laughs> even that podcast was said very, very spookily. I like. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate uh, you appreciating that I because usually people that. tell me when I make that voice that I sound like some guy who's in a creepy van. Well, so. it's Halloween, so <laughs> go over when you're editing. Just don't use any Halloween music that's going to get a copyright strike. Thanks. <laughs> No, no problem. <laughs> Today we're we have original talk music on the show, Robert. <laughs> our favorite Halloween movies. That's our big question. And we're also going to focus on Hocus Pocus 2 Hocus. that has come to Disney Plus and uh, is the long-awaited sequel to the movie much-beloved Hocus Pocus. Initial takes for Hocus Pocus 2. Let's go to Justin Bradford. Oh, you're going to come to me first. Okay. So this is one of those I've been highly anticipating because Hocus Pocus is just one of my favorites. You think about when the first one came out in 1993. For me, I was 10 years old. That is in the pivotal time of making memories of watching films and movies growing up that you will watch over and over again, especially like after school care with your friends, things like that. It becomes a seasonal movie. I've been waiting excitedly for Hocus Pocus 2 to come out. And overall, I think it was all right. I think it was okay to accomplish its goal. It's one of those things that it should have been made sooner. Sure. Because you could have accomplished a lot more in terms of with the actresses. Now, I think given how it's been 29 years between these things, that Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy pulled it off very well and staying within character, staying Agreed. true to their character. And that was very important because that doesn't always happen when you have something 29 years later. Overall, it started off a little bit like it was a made-for-Disney channel I, movie. I had those exact you, okay. same thoughts. Uh, I and thinking, I was worried about that. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, concerned. Uh, but then I think it kind of morphed into its own and became more a feeling of a movie with the effects and things like that. So I was overall fine with that. I wish that we could have seen something of the other actors, but I think it might have taken away from the story moving forward to have a lot of the actors aside from Billy Butcherson. I think yeah. it was totally fine by having him because... That's a he's in the cemetery. He's there. He's resting, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Hey, what now? Why again?" <laughs> but to bring the other ones, like Thora Birch, back, or to bring oh gosh, what are the other ones? Um, Omri Katz, Vanessa Shaw, to bring any of them back, I think would have been pulling away from moving the story forward. And I know people might be thinking you are overanalyzing Hocus Pocus too, but I want it to be a fun movie for people that for kids especially that this is going to be their new tradition to watch every year. At least make good movie you can watch them back to back, and it makes sense. It doesn't feel like oh well they're just trying to push things in there for the sake of it. So. What I did like about this film is how they made it different and they modernized things that it is a gift shop now and that you have the gift shop owner that is wanting to like test things. And it wasn't just the whole making fun of a virgin lighting it type of thing right. or a kid, a, a boy trying to impress a girl. It was two girls. They have this thing, the tradition they do every year. They change the storyline so it wasn't a, a new hope and Force Awakens situation. <laughs> yeah. Like I appreciate that they did take it somewhere different and not wasn't just predictable with that. Moments that stood up for me, obviously, is Kathy and Jimmy riding the Roombas. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that stood out to me. The the really nice little touch to Gary Marshall when they, were, they had that on the apartment as they passed it. Nice little touch with there, too. I really thought it was funny with standing in line for the candy apples. Just that whole little yes. thing, the back and forth it meant there. everything. Every, yeah. So, <laughs> overall, I enjoyed it as a Halloween film. It To me, still doesn't match up to Hocus Pocus 1, but I think in terms of you looking at it as the as it is now, it's totally fine. Oh, one last thing. The child actors, I thought, were good. 
They're pretty good. They were good. Especially young Winifred uh, Taylor Henderson. Ooh, we're getting a thumbs up from Jeremy Thumbs up from Gover. The anti-child actor guy. Who says that kid actors And then... (laughs) Most of the time. I I thought all three of them encapsulated the Sanderson sisters so, so well in those flashback sequences. And especially young Mary, which is Nina Kitchen... Just full of the goofiness that Kathy and Jimmy added to that character. And then yeah. Kathy and Jimmy even explaining why the mouth switched because <laughs> it's just easier for her now in her, her age. But explained it in the film. They explained why the mouth switched. So, yeah, that was my last point. The child actors, uh, Juju, Journey, Brenner, just wanted to make sure that she gets her shout out too. thought all three did a very good job encapsulating the Sanderson sisters. I would just like to add that my third note here is I really enjoyed the three new girls. Uh Child actor surprise from Jeremy Okay, Gover. so for those who have not listened to our show very often, in Jurassic Park, I blasted the two <laughs> kids. You blasted the kids. I uh, did not care for their performance at all. Black Adam. And then and Black Adam in that episode as well, I also did not care for the kid. He was okay uh, uh, sometimes, but in his more dramatic parts, it was very obnoxious. So uh, I apparently have a reputation for hating child actors, which is ridiculous. Kid hater. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> Oh, you should hear his take on the baby from Three Men and a Baby. (laughs) Oh, lazy acting. That infant sucked. (laughs) That uh, literally, yeah, actually, Uh. yes. Uh, Hocus Pocus two. My takeaways are: it was very vanilla. It was. It was. If you put it in as a theatrical release, and it did not have a Hocus Pocus one. If you just take this as is, it would maybe not bomb at the box office, but it would have a very short shelf life. Whereas the agree. first one mm-hmm. is stands on its own as an all time Halloween classic, right? The yeah. marketing would really have to push it to get families for to sure, go. for sure. And if they'd released it in mid September, you know, like, you know, they'd be fine financially. Right. But, but I just, if it was a standalone film and theatrically released, I think it would have a short shelf life. It would not become a cult classic like the original one has, I believe. Okay, gotcha. that's number one. Number two, it's a Halloween movie, Disney or not. Let's get some scares. There was nothing in it that was. That was it. Was just more of like a. I say diehards. This is a bad example, but diehards a Christmas movie because it happened during Christmas. That's essentially what this is. It's a. It's a. It's a fun family comedy that takes place at Halloween, but there's no actual Halloween. But it scares. is Halloween because the moon has to match when the black flame candle is lit. So no. it is seasonal. Oh no, I get that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. But I, you weren't personally scared by any. There was nothing. The there film. was no jump scares. There was no anything. I think the cat maybe jumped on the screen once, and I was like, "That's it." There like, were a there couple was... jump scares in the first one, weren't there? Yeah, but there... minor, but still. Were yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah. I'm not saying you know scare yeah. the pants off of kids that can't act. I'm saying that they should have. <laughs> there should be at least some sort of element of oh scary or a suggestion of scary. I think the haunted like... mansion, the ride at Disney World and Disneyland. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, that's a family ride, but there's plenty of cool things that happen in that. They're oh yeah, pretty spooky. Okay, so I'm just just saying. Gover's new like subtitle for her like any profile he has should be F them kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of that, I said I really enjoyed the three new girls. Uh, I thought it was a great soft introduction to the franchise, especially for younger viewers. Yeah. If they're looking for a hollow, if you're looking for a Halloween movie for your kids, and you don't know if they can handle the. Not like The Shining, but if it, you know, if yeah. they handle Nightmare Before Christmas. Let's yeah. put it that way. They can't handle the spiders and the creepy crawly things and all that. This is a good introduction. Or or in a scared stupid because I couldn't handle that. <laughs> well, you shouldn't even be watching that. <laughs> and then I thought it was predictable, but I uh, the the jokes were predictable, but I also thought they did them very well when it came to technology. 
So the, you mentioned the Roombas, right? That's like a broom, yes. but she's flying on two brooms. That's funny. Like, uh, modern the, the, well, the automatic doors. Yeah. When they yes. th- th- that, and then Siri, when they enter the mayor's <laughs> house, and Siri is like, "I'm sorry, can I help you with something?" Really and funny. It moment. was yeah. really funny, but I could have wrote those jokes because I understand. Okay, this is mm-hmm. going to be a different time, right? But that's the mark of true good comedy, I think. Is if even if you know what's coming, it's still funny. Yes, and I, I so I appreciated that because the actors deliver it well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right. So I, that that was my takeaway for Hocus Pocus too. The this is Jim, and you know Hocus Pocus uh, is not one of those movies I hold near and dear to me like five hundred million people do. Probably you're not a millennial, world. right? <laughs> but you know it's good. I, I always thought it was good, but not great. I think it it developed its uh, cult following by being able to be shown every year and become a regular thing. And it was at a time when, you know, a great number of people were able to watch it and in their formative years and, and really have a great time. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think it was a pretty good mo- movie. I enjoyed it. But I wasn't coming in as a, as a fanboy and, you know, wondering if they were going to ruin my thing, you mm. know. <laughs> I really enjoyed Hocus Pocus too. Really? I really did. It moved right along. I liked the exposition of, you know, beginning of the Sanderson sisters, and uh, I I found most of the people pulled off their roles very well. The three main actors, uh, with Kathy and Jimmy, Sarah Jessica Parker, and of course, Bette Midler, I thought they did really great in something 30 years later they had to return to. They just, I mean, it was like they just had finished wrapping the first one and filmed the second one. I enjoyed the modern day takes on things. Walking into Walgreens, my favorite, <laughs> whole, like if you just gave me the Walgreens stuff outside walking in and then looking down the aisles and talking about, oh, this is the face of a baby. And just holding <laughs> that up was funny. That was funny. I mean, the creams. Yeah. And, and drinking, you know, <laughs> uh, the, the youth potions and all this. I thought that was brilliant. I really enjoyed that. Just a minor role, but uh, Tony Hale as the as the mayor, uh, I think he is so funny, and he just gives just that perfect element of goofy. And he was great for a Disney movie for on Disney Plus. I mean, he just nailed it. In general, I I really enjoyed this movie. It was a comfortable ride. Was it uh, groundbreaking? No. Did it give me everything I wanted? Yeah. Did it give me something a little different that I enjoyed? It did. All right, so what are your scores? Let's go with Justin first. Oh, okay. So I want Tony Hale. Yes, I love that. Just from Arrested Development. Just yeah. so good. I'm and so deep. glad when yep. I saw him. I was like, I did not know he was going to be in it, so I just started giggling, and my wife yep. did as well. Um, want to make sure that the two other main actresses as well, Whitney Peake and Belissa Escobedo, also, I think they did a fine job in this role. There's, they they're good. definitely going to be seen in future films. Like It's one of those things that sets them up very, very well. I'm so glad you brought them up by name because they are listening and they would feel really uh, really jaded if you did not shout them just out. just called them them two girls. <laughs> I'm going to sick Robert after you. That's a different callback. Go back and listen to all of our episodes. Oh. It's the Black <sighs> Adam episode. Uh, anyways... Also funny too how they got more clarification with Billy Butcherson and it was it was just a kiss. Right? <laughs> all like which the, is, which is great. I know. It, it all comes down to silly sophomoric high school love. Exactly. And or lack thereof. 
And and that's how you throw it back to connect it to the first one and give people that little taste of nostalgia without bringing back the entire past cast. Yeah. Is you just tie it in with Billy Butcherson being that that glue. It's fine with that. So with that, I give the score a six point five. Just I enjoyed it. It's not going to break any you know box office things. Obviously, it was in Disney Plus, but it's not going to be something where I'm just going to ogle over it. But of course, I'm going to watch it every single Halloween season. So I think it was a fine film. Wow, really? Nice. Okay. I'll watch it. It's October. I'm going to at nighttime, I'm going to put on Hocus Pocus 1, and then another night, I'll do Hocus Pocus 2. Okay. I traditionally watch things around seasons sometimes. Like Christmas season comes around, I'm going to watch, especially for Gover. For Gover, I'm going to watch The Santa Claus because he loves Tim Allen so much. (laughs) I'll be watching that. Especially the Disney Plus series, I'm going to make sure I'm sending him emails. Tweets, the Facebook posts of Gover's face every day. Right now. He loves Tim Allen I so have so much. Successfully forgotten about Tim Allen, and you just brought him back into my. You are welcome. What's your ranking? <laughs> well, now I can't get Tim <laughs> Allen on my face. Now he's living rent free oh, in your oh, head. Oh, crap! You could have at least, at least waited until December to <laughs> jump that one on me. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stand Tim Allen. Um, my grade on this one on Hocus Pocus two is probably just a five. Right down the middle, nothing wrong with it, nothing great about it. Just if you put it on and you like it, great. I mean, it's just a perfect background movie during Halloween, in my opinion. Again, my my exception to this is that, again, if you're a family and you're trying to introduce your kids to maybe the Halloween genre and they're five or six or seven and you don't really know if they can handle certain Mm -hmm. things, I I think it's a perfect introduction to Halloween movies Kind of like the the bunny hill when you go skiing and you want to st- you don't want to start with as David Spade would call it devil's ball sack you don't want to start with that you want to start on the bunny hill and so that's what this movie is it's the bunny hill very good well uh, this is Jim and I uh, rating this movie differently than I would an art house film obviously uh, I'm rating this on how much does it satisfy that that need to return to the universe of Hocus Pocus and how much does it satisfy the need to have a movie that, you know, everybody can watch and enjoy. With that, I'm going to give it a seven. Because Whoa! I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't expect it to uh, be done, I think, deftly for a movie that has such a cult following. So I, uh, I would probably watch it again. All right, Jim. Wow, I'm impressed. And now it is time for the Halloween edition of The Big Question. Oh, I think yeah. this is everybody's favorite segment. I think we should probably <laughs> lead with these because I think we get No, more... make them suffer. <laughs> make <laughs> them suffer through analysis. Listen through our, heart, our thought after content and then come to this. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then come to the to the garbage. Uh, we, uh, no, it's it, you have great question. And uh, whose question is it today? It's mine. Justin Bradford, what's it's our mine. big question? So- with a lot of themes and especially time of year, I wanted to ask the question to our collective group here. Excuse me. I'm sipping my um... pumpkin spice latte. Yes. You basic. <laughs> it's your favorite. I love your Ugg boots. <laughs> your jeans and your sweater look fantastic. Thank you. It's your favorite Halloween themed movie. Obviously not, again, not the best. What are your favorite films to watch around Halloween to get okay. you in the spirit or to get you in the in the Halloween mood or whatnot, just what do you enjoy? What are your top three? And maybe an honorable mention as well okay. because it's so tough. So should I start? Let's do that. Okay, I'll start with my number three, 
is the Adams Family from 1991. All right, I'm going to join you on that one. All right, we uh, I knew there was going to be some overlap on this. Absolutely. Uh, tell us what you love about the Adams Family. This is the one with MC yeah. Hammer's theme, right? I just want to make sure that. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Yes. That's how I know it. Okay. But sure. so first of all, I'm going back. 1991. It does not seem like it's that old of a movie. It's uh, 30 years old, <laughs> but it still so holds. Resonates. On, it, yes. Every single thing it but, it does it uh, it hits. It does the the casting. First of all, Ra- Raul Julia. Oh, just rest his soul. Yes, terrific, incredible. And then his great. chemistry on screen with Angelica Houston. Uh, Houston is just fantastic. Uh, Christina Ricci. Mm-hmm. I mean, always she, great. She's Wednesday. She yes, she's really <laughs> defined for a, a modern generation what yes. Wednesday Adams character and playing that the dark role like that. I mean, you have Christopher Lloyd. I mean, uh, you think you just look at the casting of this was great, and you look at the darkness of it as well too. And they had you could tell there was so much fun had on the set. But it's just one of those movies that I think some some kids back then even even in the first watch was like oh, I don't know if I like this, and then it grew on me so much. It became yeah. more and more funny. And hilarious as to what was going on, and I think they really they embodied the nature of the Adams family quite well. Because I remember it was a little there were some nerves in that time of like uh, how are they going to? It was a beloved TV show. Yeah, are how are they going to do this? Just like with the Munsters, this? yeah, making its return as well too. So how is this going to be? Re- how how are people going to receive this? And while it doesn't have the best rating, it's still one of those to me feel good movies. So much around fun. Halloween time. Yes, Barry, Barry Sonnenfeld. Incredible director. Uh, he just makes fun movies, Men in Black, things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so uh, The Adams Family is both uh, on our list. So let's go to Jeremy K. Gover, unless you have The Adams Family. No, too. I do not have The Adams Family on my list. Um, <laughs> my number three, well, honestly, it depends on the mood I'm in. It could be number one Ooh. at any given moment. <laughs> but I have to say, the first thing I thought of uh, was Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. I'm sure that's not going to be, it's going to be an overlap, I would imagine at some point, but it's Tim Burton at his best, yep. in my opinion. The performances are tremendous. The way they did the stop motion is tremendous and still holds up to this day, Sure does, which is extremely crazy to say. And the songs are so catchy and so iconic. And current bands have, they've re-released the album with current <laughs> bands singing the songs. Yeah, including Fallout Boy and all right. It's just it's yeah. It's so so it was a Halloween or a Christmas movie? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that has always bothered me. Not it's both. It can, it can be, be both. both. I say I, I'm good with it being it both. It can be both. It, it may be on our, when we do our holiday movie list. It may okay. be on that for oh, me. That's, we'll that, hey, that's fine. I will not give you any grief. What is cool though at Disneyland? They do an overlay of Nightmare Before Christmas at Haunted Mansion, and it's, oh, that's it's cool. really cool to experience. Uh, they full-on dive into Nightmare Before Christmas. I love it. That's a good movie. Jim, what you got, number three? Uh, well, it was The Addams Family, so okay. I'm going to go to uh, my number two. It's got witches and wizards, so I'm just counting Harry Potter and, okay. the, and the Order of Phoenix. Oh, okay. okay. Getting specific. specific. Okay, like yeah. Uh, there's just something about it. it. It reaches that darkness, and... I think, Jeremy, you had Dolores Umbridge on your evil villain list at one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, that movie just stirs up so much... Uh, oh, no, that was Bradford. Ang- uh, it was Bradford. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh. So much yeah. anger about uh, that film. And, and it, it has to do with, you know... It, the fact that we've got the Harry Potter franchise and it's so cute and it's kind of sweet and they've kind of brought this like, you know, very family friendly version of witches and wizardry. But you start to see the corruption within. The Ministry of Magic has, you know, 
is starting to turn from the inside. And you could almost like look at present day politics and, you know, there's there's denials of things that are going on. It's just I love where it went. It, it was a little darker, a little deeper. And I think uh, just one of those movies I could watch over and over. All right. So if you're not gathering it from me, at least not typically a fan of horror or scary. So you're not going to get any of that from me. <laughs> so my number two is bringing Tim Burton back into the fold here. Mm-hmm. And that's with Beetlejuice. Ah. Oh, I thought we were going to have a Frankenweenie yeah. reference. Sorry, no. But, okay. <laughs> but, but Beetlejuice. Even... I could have put Frankenhooker. <laughs> no. Have you seen it? I've seen it. No. <laughs> Ni- 1988. Uh, Michael Keaton. Incredible in this yeah. role. But more what I appreciate is again the stop motion with, with Clay. The mm-hmm. special effects. You think back to 1988, what they were able to pull off in the underworld uh, when they go to the, the offices or what they do with Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis's characters as well, too. It just, it's one of those movies that kind of gives you the EBGBs, but also want to dance. <laughs> yeah, it's f- when daylight come and me want to go right. home. I- iconic scene. I know. Iconic yeah. scene. Love that so much. It is another one of those that gets you into the Halloween spirit movies for me. Excellent choice. Mr. Gover. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm also not a horror movie fan. Not a big fan of horror. Not I don't I certainly don't willingly go watch horror movies. <laughs> I would say that uh, I, I actually my son asked me, What horror movies have you seen? And I actually came up with a list. <laughs> on and, one hand? No, I, I on my phone. Because I, and I, I think it's like twenty three ever. That's it's not a lot. Tr- no, it's not a lot. And I think twenty of them happened when I was dating Mickey. A friend, a girlfriend of mine, for two and a half was years. Was she so fine? Okay, she's heard all this before. So, was Mickey the big horror fan that you just massive. happened to be a passenger for? Yes. She was like, "I really want to go see House on Haunted Hill," and I was like, oh. "Okay, fine." And then we went and saw it. And it was like, oh, okay. so, so, uh, so uh, but but I actually really really liked this one, and so I'm going to say The Shining. Oh. Okay. I think it's the best horror movie I've ever seen, and I think that it is the only one that I'm willing to watch because it's more psychological yes. than it is. Yeah. Oh, than yeah. it is creepy, gory, and yeah, it's not you know it's some dreams uh-huh. are made of and crap like that. It's different to me, so it's still a horror movie, I think, but it's psychological horror, and I can get behind that it's, in the and, hands of a master, Stanley yes, Kubrick, for sure. Who mastered almost every genre he tried, yes. and it was always a different genre every time That's he right. got behind the camera. That's right. So, The Shining is my number two. Excellent choice. The only reason I did not pick that was because I knew somebody else was going to. <laughs> Justin, do you want to give us your first? Yes, my number one. I'm sure you might roll your eyes, but it again is one of my favorites because, again, when it was released and why I just enjoy it, it puts me in a happy, happy, fun mood, and that's Hocus Pocus. Uh, you call. just made so many people very happy yes, by finally sure. getting to the movie they were waiting to hear. I know. 1993, so I'm a, a 10 years old, but it's so quotable, so Halloween, so feel-good Halloween, and you can kind of tell the difference in generations from millennial to young millennial slash Gen Z, whether they are a Hocus Pocus fan or a Halloween Town fan. There's kind of that there's slip. A divide. Yeah, there's kind of a divide there, and I'm a very much an elder millennial so it's all hocus pocus for me, where somebody maybe seven to nine, ten years younger than me might be more of a Halloween Town fan. But hocus pocus for me is just the epitome of fun Halloween films that makes me feel like I'm in the Halloween spirit, and I'll watch it multiple times throughout the month of October. 
and I I love it. I love it so much. I uh, hate to turn the tables, but I'm going to get a little stabby. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> oh boy. Because there are people listening right now that are like, damn it, say a horror movie for what crying is, out loud. I know. What is the most popular <laughs> genre of podcast? It's murder. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's murder. You get stabby, Jim. Uh, I'm going to go with John Carpenter's Halloween. The original one. The original. All right. Jamie Lee Curtis was fantastic in that movie. It was a different kind of movie when it came out. Movies before that seemed to always focus on older characters. And this is, I mean, I know there were some genres where it was like kids on the beach in the 50s or something like that. Or <laughs> I don't know what it was. But uh, for this, I mean, they focused on Jamie Lee Curtis throughout the movie. They give a little bit of uh, Donald Pleasance as, you know, the guy who's coming to try to bring Mike Myers back to you know, his, the asylum just adds a little bit of weight at the beginning and the end of that movie. And I just saw that in a stage of my life where I, I know it's murder, but it was just so cool that like, I am ashamed that I take great <laughs> comfort and that's comfort. a comfort movie for wow. me. I love Halloween. That's not a word I thought I'd hear. And they have never topped it. The last, Of course not. I mean, they've tried like 16 times. Yes, it's not. <laughs> My number one is Leprechaun in the Hood. Just kidding. Uh, uh, my number. Hide your kids. <laughs> Hide your wife. My number one is Ghostbusters. That oh, sets the yes. mood perfectly for Great me one. because it's a it's a comedy, but obviously it has to do with the supernatural. There's not a Halloween that goes by that I don't see at least somebody dressed as one of the Ghostbusters. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it be a kid or an adult or whatever, it seems to span intergenerational like it's really it, it's unique like that yep so and and again it's just not only is it a classic comedy but there's so many great lines in it mm-hmm. i don't think there's a single scene that doesn't have a line where i'm like oh okay i gotta, I gotta stop doing dishes and watch this one line <laughs> yes. then, okay so it takes you an hour and a half to do dishes yeah <laughs> yeah and that's a mark of a good movie yeah you know? oh yeah I'm trying to yeah. watch it quotes in the background and I keep stopping because I know this great line's coming up, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I would say Ghostbusters, it's a really, really good one. I will say this, though, uh, for, on a personal note, I watched it as a, I don't know, 11-year-old, maybe yeah. 10, 11-year-old, because I heard nothing but good things about it. And I thought, oh, it's a comedy. You know? Like, even I knew who Bill Murray was, you sure. know? And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And then the, the, the preview has the, that's a big Twinkie. Like, that line, you know, like, it's just yeah. a comedy, right? And so the opening scene, when that, <laughs> the ghost librarian or whatever turns, like, shushes them i'm still like okay it's a ghost and then uh when she turns into that ghost with tremendous special effects for that day and age or look real it scared the hell out of me (laughs) for like years and so to 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 be such a great comedy and be so funny but still also deliver on that is a mark of a true Work of art. So that was my honorable mention. <laughs> okay, was Ghostbusters, by the way. And you say what freaked you out? Here's here's the one that scared me the most as a kid. This film, themed around Halloween, scared the bejeebers out of me Is as this a child. Honorable mention? It's no, no, it's not honorable. Okay. I'm just bringing it honorable up because mention. I think you're gonna yeah. laugh. Okay. <sighs> Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. We're friends right now. No. Okay. Okay. Think, think. Do you remember what happened in the movie? I did not see that movie. <laughs> Thankfully, I did not see it. Uh, I did see other okay. Ernest movies, however. Okay, it's 1991. I'm eight years old. That sounds about right. Okay. Did MC Hammer do the soundtrack? <laughs> <laughs> I'm eight years old. 
But here's the premise of it: is that there's this goblin. There's a premise. That- <laughs> Ernest I mean, only has seriously one premise. Here, put your put your think as an eight year old. Okay. And what this is, especially because the movie is supposed to be a family film, but this troll will hide under your bed, and if you look under your bed and you make eye contact with it, it turns you into a petrified piece of wood, and you're gone. And he collects you and puts you in a stump. So it's kind so, of like the opposite of Monsters, Inc. It takes what's right. under the bed and keeps it scary. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it petrifies kids. And so, like, I was scared to look under my bed as an eight-year-old. <laughs> but it's earnest. I know. And it's supposed to be funny. And it scared the crap out of me. And I would it's watch people funny. like, oh, this is so funny. It's like, there's a troll under the bed. <laughs> The movie cannot be as funny as the fact that you picked it as an honorable mention. No, 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 bringing it up. I, I, don't, agree. I don't like the movie, <laughs> but it scared me so much. Okay, can I ask this, this real question now, real talk? Have okay. you watched it since then? No. Wow. I feel like you hesitated to make sure that we didn't rip on you for that. No, it's because I had to think. I haven't watched it since maybe I was 11 or okay. something like so that. It's been decades. Since it's been watched. decades since I've watched it, okay. but I remember I that part. Love to go back and okay. I'd love to be there when Bradford watches that crap again. Oh, it'll roll my eyes. Yeah, I, mean, I know. Yeah. I'm going to throw I'm going to throw the challenge out there. Uh I would like everybody to tell all their friends about the Untitled Film Project podcast. Yes, please. And get them to subscribe. And if we get I don't know, 100 more subscribers in the next couple of weeks, we will sit Justin Bradford alone in a room with yes. the earnest Halloween movie. I, and we'll, we'll film the whole thing. <laughs> and we'll put toothpicks in his eyes so he can't blink. Oh, that's going to be great. It's going to be really hard because I'm kind of squinty. <laughs> uh, tell us your favorite Halloween-themed movie. Uh, what did we leave out? Uh, what did we get wrong? Uh, you certainly need to tell us that. We'd love to engage with our listeners. And we do want to hear from the horror fans because we're not horror people. So if yeah. you have a top three that's because you love horror movies, we want to know the top three. Thank you for mentioning that because I do love horror. I have grown to appreciate it because my daughter loves it. You've been listening to the Halloween edition of the Untitled Film Project podcast. We talked about Hocus Pocus 2. We also talked about some of our favorites from Halloween's past and uh, the horror genre. It's uh, been a great time. Thanks for spending time with us. You can follow us on social media. Justin Bradford. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Untitled Film Project Podcast. You'll find us there. Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. It could be Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Amazon, anywhere you get them. YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. YouTube even. Yeah, you could watch slash listen. Do whatever you need to do. Subscribe to it. Give us a like. Give us a nice little review there and communicate with us all over social media because we want to hear from you. We would love to talk movies with you. So if you hit us up on our individual yeah. Twitter and then, of course, on the actual group Twitter We'll we'll chime in. We'd love to talk with you. If you have a if you have a question that you think we should a- answer at, on the show, please su- we take suggestions. So get, yes. hit us up on that as well. Yeah, and if you disagree, truly, we will uh, engage with you. And it's not going to be nasty. It's going to be fun because we love movies. And if you care enough to to say I disagree, well, then means you love movies too. We so. won't mock you until we're not talking until the next podcast. Right. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Untitled Film Project podcast. To support the show, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe. Original music by Jeremy Schwartz. Special thanks to the Music City Film Critics Association. Editing and post-production by Jeremy K. Gover. Voiceover by Chad Bennett.
The Untitled Film Project podcast is presented in cooperation with iHeartRadio. Most recent ones for me. Uh, just for funsies, you want to go over my... Or Darkness Falls. Can I just blow through my horror movie list? It's on my phone. <laughs> Those of you that have stuck around long enough to hear this bonus edition. Bonus edition. I was going to go in order that I have them. I have no idea if this is the order I saw them in. I don't know. But I'm just telling you as I remembered. Okay? This is the sum total of all the horror movies you've I've seen. ever seen. Ever. Yes, ever. In my, I'm 45 <laughs> for context. All right. The Shining, The Cell, Blair Witch Project, The Exorcist, The Others, Saw One, House on Haunted Hill, which I mentioned during the show, Jeepers Creepers, The Ring, Final Destination, Hitchcock's Psycho, Van Zant's Psycho. Halloween Ooh. 1, Jaws, Poltergeist, Misery, The Descent, What Lies Beneath, Cape Fear, I Know What You Did Last Summer, mm-hmm. and Shutter Island. That is the exhausted list. Wow. The thing that stands out to me in your list, I still get nervous driving next to any logging truck thanks to Final Destination. Final Destination. <laughs> Dear God, I will speed past that thing. Like, nope. You're not, not alone. today. You're not alone. <laughs> so my son was asking me, because he was like, have you seen, you know, whatever it was, The Shining? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I've seen it. And then five minutes later, I'd be like, have you seen Friday the 13th? No, I've not. And then 10 minutes later, have you seen, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make a list of what I've seen because, Here. because it's that short. So just give me an hour and I'll have all here it is. Yes. Take this with you. That's Keep right. it as a reference. Have you seen so Ernest Scared Stupid? Down. Get out. <laughs> One of my favorite horror movies. <laughs> That's where I'm going to end it right there.